I have Scott Cashola of New York Times with me here. He just snorted into his microphone. And uh, are we live now? Well, well, well we're, we're taping. We're taping. Well, you want me to want to oh, restart? Taping. You don't no, want no, to snort no, in there. Going. All right, we we're off to a great start. Um, so you know, Carmelo Anthony. The news breaks today that it's not obviously official, and Derek Fisher couldn't really confirm any. Are sort you of supposed to say where we are and what day it is? Well, we're yeah, we're, we're in Las Vegas <laughs> for the the NBA summer. Like that was that's going to be like on the podcast page. It'll All be right. like the title. Your name will be there. What about people who are, there. like, visually impaired? I, I mean, I, you know what? That's a very good point. I need to be looking out for these I'm people. I'm trying to educate you. It's, you know okay. what? It's, it, it's really important that I need to I know these things. Um, right, continue. Sorry to interrupt. No, well, you shaved today, by the way. <laughs> that was a big addition That was my you. Carmelo beard. How so long was it on for every day of his free agency? I hadn't shaved. No. No, I hadn't been that. I, I would have been. Just a little break in between. Yeah, I would have been a woolly beast. If I had not shaved since July first, I mean, you, you still kind of. That was probably like only four days, but you still, you guys still made fun of me. Um, well, you know, eventually the beard came off, and eventually Carmelo signed. And I, did you a expect this before the season, or merely just before the season, during the season? Did you expect him to return? And then, like, how did that kind of change as free agency? I thought you were going to say, did you expect him to return as soon as I shaved my beard? Oh, that well, was I actually. Mean that, was, know, it, was it a coincidence? So I actually shaved about thirty minutes before. Uh, so Knicks fans can thank yeah, you. Yeah, it, it was my fault. Or you could blame me, or you could thank me. Which well, whichever that contract in like <laughs> four or five years this is going to be great. Um, yeah. So what was the question again? Well, <laughs> in the middle of the season, before the season, I mean, how did your expectation that Carmelo was going to resign kind of change? Um, you know, obviously, before the season started, when he sort of uh, talked about wanting to explore free agency and wanting to be recruited and wooed because he had never been a free agent before, people forget. I mean, the Knicks had sort of high expectations coming into the season based on what they did in 2013. Um, so sort of the narrative really changed quickly once the season started and Tyson got hurt and they really struggled. And it was pretty apparent that this was not going to be uh, a replica of 2013 that this team had serious problems so I think sort of if you're a Carmelo fan your concern definitely mounted as the season progressed that this is this is sort of bad for him heading into free agency to be on a team that was really underperforming well you mentioned that fans could like either thank you or blame you you didn't know I mean <laughs> do you think that they will be thanking you or blaming I mean is this going to be a good deal obviously you don't want to pay 38 year old Carmelo the 20 million or whatever right. he's going to be paid down the road right. but do you think it was good that he re-signed or would you you know if you were the Knicks would you rather see him maybe a sign and trade get some assets back I think um, it's a really good question um, I think there are only so many players of his caliber in the league um, if you have a chance to retain him you probably should um he, he will consume a lot of the team's cap space in future seasons. Um, you're banking on the idea that he will adapt to the triangle, that he's all in on this, and that Phil can get another top-tier guy to pair with him in 2015 or potentially 2016. Um, they will have that flexibility, not next year, but two years from now. So you got to kind of look... You kind of look at this coming season. I mean, New Yorkers are not patient, and uh, NBA fans in general are not especially patient. I mean, I think they could be a playoff team this year. I mean, the the East is not great. You've got a lot of Miami's going to be down. Right. Cleveland will be up. 
I don't think Cleveland, at least not immediately, will be as good as Miami right. was last year. I mean, the Bulls year. could be the, the best Bulls team. The Bulls could be the best team. Yeah, absolutely. They, so they're signed, they signed Pow today. That's an interesting addition. Yeah. Um, you know, I think... I'm cautiously optimistic that the Knicks will be okay next year. I don't think they'll be terrible. Um, and I think, you know, you've got a lot of optimism about 2015. I'm tr- I'm kind of looking at this all as being pretty optimistic. Um, objectively, I think they'll be improved next year. And I think they've got a real chance, if they can lure another guy in in 2015, to be pretty good. Um, so, I mean, a lot of it will have to do with how willing Carmelo is to sort of buy into Phil's way of doing things and I mean clearly they've talked quite a bit during this process so we'll see I mean it'll be a fascinating season to watch I think I mean first year head coach first first yeah, year absolutely. first full year of Phil Jackson being president how do you think speaking of the coach I mean how do you think Phil or Carmelo I guess they're easy to mix up um will be <laughs> adjusting to Derek Fisher I mean you are you assuming he's going to I mean, he's buying in clearly because he's signing a contract, but how's right. how's he going to work in the triangle, do you think, and with a first-year head coach like right. Derek Fisher? Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, I don't think anybody really knows for certain. I do think a lot of, I mean, based on my conversation with people, that um, Derek is a pretty widely respected figure in the NBA. He had that respect of his peers when he was playing, and Carmelo was one of those guys. Obviously, a lot of Derek did a lot of great things, won a lot of championships as a player. And he seems, I mean, you've been around him the first, these first couple of days in Vegas for Summer League. He seems pretty comfortable. Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty confident in what I mean, he's other doing. Other than, like, the elastic, like, uh, <laughs> the khaki, khaki shorts. shorts. <laughs> yeah. The camp counselor look. I mean, it's, it, you can't really extrapolate much from yeah. two days of Summer League. But he seems like he's, you know, when he speaks to us, he's confident, cool, Looks pretty good on the sideline. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's... It looks like he has a handle on things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He doesn't look lost. I mean, remember when Kidd was starting in, with the Nets last season? Yeah. Against, he looked lost. He looked lost on the bench. I mean, it's a totally different dynamic when you're coaching at Madison Square Garden during a regular season game. Uh, this is a completely different dynamic. Right. But at the same time, it's a different dynamic uh, when you look at Kidd versus Fisher because Fisher has Phil Jackson, and mm-hmm. today he said that Phil's even been on the court during practice yeah. to kind of help him out and help the team. I mean, do you think that's going to continue? He mentioned that he thinks Phil has a bunch of confidence in the way he can yeah. do things, but yeah. do you think Phil's going to be having his hand in things like yeah, this I'm the sure whole season? He, I'm sure he will for a while, if not the whole season. Um, it's almost like it's almost like Phil's kind of a set of training wheels for for Derek as he goes down this path, um, and uh, I think they were smart about how they constructed the staff. You got Kurt Rambis as the associate head coach. That's a guy who's you know, hasn't had a ton of success as a head coach, but he's been through the league. He knows Phil. He can be sort of a intermediary, but it seems like they all. I mean, it's so early. It seems like they all have really good relationships, uh, but who knows. To, to go in like a little different direction, they still have because they didn't get Powell. They still have the three point three million to offer to the taxpayers to offer to anybody. Uh, what would you do with that money if you were Phil Jackson or Steve Mills or whoever's really making? I think it's Phil Jackson who's making these decisions, but Mills is the capologist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's would you go with like Elton Brands out there? Right. Would you go with the younger kind of power forward? Maybe someone who impresses you. Well, from you need size, league? right? I mean, we're all kind of in agreement that you right. need you need you need size. Um, 
I don't even know who's available. You know more about this stuff than I do. I was I was a little bored during the you know halftime today, so I was looking up <laughs> yeah. some free agents. But I mean, you, but that was kind of the, right. the question I was asking. Where you you right. would go with a power forward? And yeah, you'd want. You, would I, you go with a veteran like a, a brand, or would you want a younger guy who's maybe been cut loose like a you know an Ed Davis or something? That's a really good question. Because um, you you have Dal and Bear, who's right. like kind of in the middle, and then um, they re-signed Cole. I think Cole right. will actually give them some quality minutes. Do you think this he's year? the backup five this year? Could be. That was what I was. I yeah. was thinking about I that. I mean, I think they. I think Phil really likes him. He's been super active here. He's got a super high rebounding rate last year in the, in the limited minutes he played. Um, good defender, good passer for a big. I think he's underrated as a passer for a big man. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a star or anything, but he could be a reliable presence for them. I mean, he. Um, that's. I mean, you need a, a rim protector. Yeah. And another one with Chandler out. So yeah. I mean, I think. I think for the Knicks, you use that money. You just get the best big man you can for the money. And you don't want to get, you know, it's obviously just for the mid-level. Um, right. So you're not going to get, like, a superstar for that amount of money. But I don't know much about Elton Brand's situation right now. Is he pretty healthy right now? Or? Uh, I have no idea. He played last year. And yeah. I, I think I read something today that the Knicks actually – it was, like, one report that said the Knicks were maybe yeah, interested. Last year, I, I know you know they were very it. interested last year. Yeah. Um, they were trying to sign him, and then it, yeah. it didn't work out because he wanted more money. Well, it was obviously. interesting. Well, remember yesterday Phil cut or waived Lamar Odom. I know he's not really a kind of a defies position, but you know he said we need the roster spot. So clearly there's work left to be done. Maybe he can be creative. They have a lot of guards. Um, they do. So maybe you package him. I'm just total specu- total speculation here, but maybe you still trades to be had. Um, package that somehow. I mean, you have a lot of young guys now. You can right. You, you can move. You some do stuff have some around. flexibility. I mean, these are not going to be big name moves, but in terms of trying to build just for next season to kind of tide you over until you do have significant cap space in 2015, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a number of, of more sort of moves this this early this summer. Well, talking about continuing with the big man thing. I mean, where does Jeremy Tyler fit in, considering you know? You're gonna have to give uh, Barnyani and, and Stoudemire minutes. You know, maybe you don't have to. You give did, I was Bargnani gonna say, minutes, but, yeah. But do you think Phil is is kind of a no nonsense guy? Is he gonna see yeah. Barnyani and say, "Look, this guy is is messing yeah. up what we want to do on both I, sides of I the think floor"? You're, or I think is he you're right. Play? I think he is no nonsense. He's gonna try to do whatever he can to win. He's not beholden to any sort of contractual obligations with these players. It's interesting. I wonder, as an executive, if you didn't actually sign the player or bring him in feel even less restrained to, to kind of give a guy like that minutes. You know, I mean, the other thing that's, I know everybody kind of kills Bargnani. He did not play well last season. Um, uh, kind of a perennial underperformer. You wonder, I mean, I don't know enough about the triangle yet. This is one of my summer projects. I'm, I don't either. I'm going to have really, to read I up really on struggle. Yeah. I really got to study the triangle. I'm, you know what? I'm taking time out of that, <laughs> that valuable study time right now. You could be doing that right You're now. You're wasting it right now. I hate to tell you this. <laughs> Uh, but maybe he could fit in the triangle somewhere. I'm just I'm pulling this out of my butt. I mean, but <laughs> if he could figure out how to shoot the three ball, I mean, yeah, that's... Well, yeah, he's just so inconsistent as yeah. an outside shooter. As long as he doesn't try to dunk again. Yeah, well, you know what? That happened to him It happened to him once before. Yeah. He did the same thing yeah. twice and the same injury. He's so got to learn, right? It, uh, you, you would think. You would you think. Would think. Yeah. I so, know. I mean, maybe there is a role for him in this in this offense. So he does have skills. Um it's just I think it was part, it was unfortunate that he kind of got tied into sort of the laughing stock of a season that the Knicks had. It wasn't 
because they wasn't didn't all have their triumphs. Fault. Right, and also, I mean, he had a good stretch of games, yeah. like one good stretch of games, and then, and then, yeah, you're right. Like the season kind of tapered off into JR's shoelace thing, yeah, and then so Bargnani the dunk, and then there was so much had that happen yeah. last season. It was a total mess. Um, so kind of putting a bow on things because we're, I guess we're checking in mid off season, mm-hmm. uh, with the Knicks. Um, I mean, looking forward at, um, kind of the young guys on the team and like, I think Shane Larkin has a spot on this team because at, I kind of go back and forth when I watch him play. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've, how much you've watched, watched him play here. I haven't watched him a ton, here, to be honest, yeah. But I mean, at least here, the first two games, I mean, there's, he's clearly a little rough around the edges, but, mm-hmm. um. I mean, does I guess along that line, does Prigioni get a lot of minutes this year? Because I mean, he's very old. Yeah, I think you know if 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 Phil and Derek see potential in Shane, I would be surprised if he doesn't get sort of minutes at the backup point guard position if they're trying to develop him. Um, you can almost, I mean, clearly they want to win next year. But you can always you can also use next year as a chance to kind of maybe develop some of these guys. I mean, Pablo's, what, 38, I think? Around there, yeah, yeah, I think so. Great guy, great player. He's 38. Had he like, he, like everybody else on the team, had trouble staying healthy last season. Well, one guy who didn't have trouble staying healthy was Amari. I mean, surprisingly, he played a lot of games. And he's healthy by all indications this summer. I mean, this is, what, his first <clears throat> summer that he hasn't had injury problems. Or he doesn't have the rehab, right? Two yeah. Or three, yeah, two or three years. I mean, th- what do they have to do next year to kind of – because – Early on in the season when he had that whole back-to-back thing, like he couldn't right. play on back-to-backs, right. he was kind of like forcing things. And yeah. then like as like I guess maybe Found they realized they yeah. needed to – Kenyon was out mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I mean he would kind of play consistent I minutes. Think you still what do they need, have to do next year? I think you still out? need to be cautious with him. I don't know if you need like back-to-back restrictions with him, but he doesn't have to practice all the time. doesn't have to pay, play 30 minutes a game, play 25 minutes – you know, I think I think they'll be cautious with him based on just his history. Because um, you're right, he was pretty valuable contributor when they were playing well to, towards down the stretch. I mean, right. People also forget that what was I can't remember their record in like March and April. It was pretty good. I mean, they had a really good stretch right. there where they kind of I mean, they, figured things they out a little bit. Made the playoffs. Yeah, was... which was amazing. Um, so yeah, I just think the word with Amari is just caution. You know, you don't want to overextend him, especially early. You kind of knock on wood. You just don't know. I mean, right. anybody who's gone through that many surgical procedures, and um, I've lost track of how many he's had, actually. It's a real test. I mean, I have too. It's a real testament to him. I mean, the guy is an incredibly hard worker. He, yeah. I mean, it's. I wrote about sort of the stuff he does on a daily basis last season, um, all the icing, the heat, the, those giant boots the, what are those the, normatech the, the normatech yeah, he has these like leg covers i mean he does it starts for him at like eight in the morning he does stuff before everyone else goes to the training facility so it's a hard guy not to root for so you know i mean if things go well next season they could be de- they could be okay yeah. um they're not going to win a championship but it'll be kind of like it's hard to imagine them being worse than they were last year I mean, when you look at their offseason, yeah. they got better at point guard. I mean, that was a huge win getting rid of Felton. They have yeah. a triangle system in place now. They have mm-hmm. a new head coach mm-hmm. who has a, a better kind of attitude toward things. He's more hands-on from what I've seen the first couple of days. This is a good – I feel like there's, you know, good vibe about things right now, you know. It seems like there's a lot of – I don't know, but it seems like a lot of positive energy yeah. moving forward. 
Phil's injected some hope. I think he's even injected a little bit of positive energy in you. No, not at all. I think so, a little I've bit. not had the Kool-Aid. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. I hope they're serving Kool-Aid over there actually by the sandwiches, because <laughs> I'm going to go get some of those. Why so. are the sandwiches under a heat lamp? Why did we just mention the word sandwiches on this podcast? Because that's your, you're just I'm a sandwich. I'm thinking about company. retiring the sandwich thing from Twitter. I, I don't think, think anyone is going to let you do that. I think it's No time. one's going to let you live the sandwich you know, today, fiasco down. Today, as Carmelo, by all appearances, nears the conclusion of a contract with the Knicks, um, or it could be finalized as far as anyone knows, but they're not saying because they're waiting for Carmelo to announce right. it himself, I guess. Well, yes, Tim Hardaway, mini broken. Yeah, I don't want to – I have not even used the word sandwich on Twitter today. I feel like maybe that's a little bit of a missed opportunity. I was thinking about tweeting something like "biggest sandwich ever," <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've held off. I'm trying to be more professional. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, you could you probably could have made a fish joke in there, but like <laughs> with like the presser or whatever you had. So. That's terrible. That's terrible. But yeah, I'm gonna go get some food now. So and right. you probably you probably want to do the same. So uh, at Scott Casciola, you actually you had your name spelled wrong on your credential. Casciolo on my credential. <laughs> it is C A C C I O L A. So I actually had to like draw an A. I was on there. I, I was. Yeah. I was a witness to that. You took out. You you carry a sharpie with you everywhere you go. Is that just a? It's just a pen. A little lagging. Oh, yeah. it's a felt tip pen. You, could, you could buy one at a drugstore, probably. I don't. I mean, I I don't. I'm short on cash nowadays. But <laughs> Scott, thank you so much, and uh, you can always read a stuff pleasure in the New York it. Times. That's a cool cover, by the way, of the sports section today. Yeah, you saw that. I, I was making fun of you yesterday for it, but then like I saw it and I was like, wow, that's pretty. I haven't actually seen the physical paper yet today, so. I, you know what? The only, the first thing I saw was John Salmon's was wait. <laughs> that was the first thing I saw. That was the news of the day. Let's <laughs> the be paper. honest. All right. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the time. Kenny, my pleasure. It's, it's a rare appearance for you. I don't know if you'll ever let's, do this again. Let's do this man. every day. I don't every know if, day. I don't think you, you, you I know Chris Herring that. was unavailable today, so you, that was your backup plan. You were, my fir- you were the first person I asked to do this podcast. <laughs> Not, before my own coworker, I was like, I got to go for Scott. Cause he you just went for brings- the top. I appreciate it. Brings it all. Thank you so much.